Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about what's your investing rate. So everyone online talks all the time about what's your savings rate. But really I think, you know, when you think about the difference between saving and investing, saving is just, you know, say putting money in a savings account or putting money to the side. But investing is putting money into the market or putting money into assets that you expect to grow over time. And so really the question we think that should be asked is what's your investing rate? So what's your investing rate, Matt? Uh, That's a good question. Yeah, for us, it's probably close to 30% because a lot of our savings are basically extra money that we're using towards student loans. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think of savings as being like the filter over all of our income. So then it's like, you know, savings is what's distilled down from all the income, all, you know, every source of revenue that we have. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think investing is really where the savings should go. Um, assuming that, you know, you don't have like a ton of debt or anything that should be paid off. Um, but yeah, I, I love this topic of, you know, what's your investing rate because, it, you know, it sparks people to think a little differently. I think there's still a lot of people out there that are too scared to, um, or maybe their risk, to- risk tolerance is too high to invest in the stock market. So they're looking to, you know, put it in the bank. And and I think there's, you know, I, I don't think anything we do is going to change some people's views on that. Um, but I think people um, definitely need to be putting that, those savings into investments earlier. I, I think that's a good point because, you know, I know we've talked about kind of your savings rate, quote unquote, was 60% uh, last year. But when you break that down, Matt was saving 60%, but approximately 30%, it sounds like, was going to student loan repayment. So that's still saving in effect, right? You're not spending that money, but 30% of it going going to, to paying down debt, and then the other 30% effectively going into investments. Whereas me personally, um, I was able to save 82% of my income uh, last month, um, but effectively all of that went into investing. And I think one of the things that I think surprises a lot of people about me is when they realize that I I, I only keep maybe three to four thousand dollars in liquid cash in my checking account at all times. Like that's all I could get access to on uh, a last minute's notice because I'm always using uh, my capital to to invest. And I don't have an emergency fund. I haven't for years. I've been investing that because if I actually need cash, uh, you know, I, I can use credit uh, or, or a credit card. But, you know, I think that a lot of people just hoard too much cash in their savings accounts. Um, and just to that point, thinking about saving as investing as opposed to just saving. Yeah, and we've talked about um, our emergency fund approach in a prior episode, but we follow a, same, um, a similar approach where we might have enough cash on hand for maybe two months of expenses, and then if we were maybe extremely frugal, maybe three months, three and a half months. But yeah, I mean, we're constantly looking to deploy our savings as quickly as possible into the stock market. You know, we firmly believe that it's not about timing the market, it's about time in the market. Um, so we want to get our money in as quickly as possible. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, oddly enough, is to invest money right before a quarterly dividend payment, because I feel like I've cheated the system a little bit, um, getting that up front. But I mean, I, it doesn't matter when, it's just as soon as the money's there, saved, then right away I try to put it, it, it towards investing. I think one thing to clarify is that, you know, when you're calculating your investing rate, 
you shouldn't just think about it as pre-tax. So I talk to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm like saving, you know, five or 10% of my money, right? It's going into to the, their 401k. But effectively, uh, a lot of times that's just not enough. Um, and so really taking some money uh, and investing it, you know, outside of your tax deferred accounts, if you have it, um, or just combining those numbers, right? So the idea is that um, your investing rate should, should, be larger um, than kind of the 5%, 10% contribution that you're hopefully at least making to your 401k. Yeah. So if you combine the pre-tax plus the post-tax investments, um, yeah, we should be higher up above 10%. I think that's a smart play. And I think the final point is um, there's other ways to invest than just in the stock market. So investing in real estate's a good one. Um, you know, I often think uh, just even in my primary residence, I consider that an investment. And so the money that I put towards it uh, is, is, is part of that uh, investing rate as well. Um, uh, you know, any asset that you expect to appreciate and grow over time is an investable asset. And so putting that into your investing rate, you might be investing even more than you think. Thanks for stopping by and hope you guys took a lot away from this one. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter or visit MillennialMoneyMinutes.com.